Welcome to the Piggy Bank Chronicles, a podcast about money, investing, and bringing home the bacon. In episode one, Don and JJ go over their backgrounds, discuss when and how they first became interested in investing, and in the bonus bacon bit segment at the end of the episode, they discuss their favorite online sites for researching investments. So sit back and let's enjoy a completely interesting time. Don, how the heck are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, JJ. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm, I, you know, as we sit and record, this is our, uh, our take two on episode one, which is really interesting because as with all new endeavors, there are always technical difficulties, but here we are trying again because if at first you don't succeed, you have a frosty beverage and then you try, try again, right? So absolutely (laughs) so don let's get it kicked off and jump right into it so tell us a little bit about you or i should say tell our our listening audience out there a little bit about yourself yeah so i'm uh a new young investor uh i didn't really start to get into investing until this most recent a uh, major downturn at the start of COVID when the sky was falling. I saw it as a pretty good opportunity to to join in on the chaos that is investing. And uh, I really got interested in a lot of different aspects when everything was falling extremely rapidly during the COVID-19 outbreak. And I've always been interested in finance, just never so much investing. Uh, My background is in accounting. And so finance and financials is always interesting, but not so much the stock market or investment markets. I kind of, I knew about them. I knew what they're capable of, but I never really looked into uh, them more than a really high level, you know, money go up, money go down aspect. And so once COVID started was, was when I first started to get into it. And uh, it really just kind of piqued my interest over and over about different companies and what they're doing and how it affects their business and a bunch of other things surrounding the investment space. And so that's kind of how I first came interested in investing. What about you, JJ? Hmm, that's that's interesting. I'll I'll outline that, but uh, let me ask you something before I do. Was there was there anything about getting involved early on that surprised you, or that oh, okay. that that you were like, oh, this is new, this is different, or I I, I hadn't expected this to be the case. Okay. Yeah. Uh, something that was surprising was just, I mean, I started during a really volatile time. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily the normal, but it's just crazy seeing how much your investment could fluctuate. I think that was really a jarring concept of how it could be really good or really bad, depending on the day. Um, I, I think it's it's settled much since when I first started investing during COVID-19. Um, but getting over that that mental block of seeing, you know, a stock, you know, you, you put in $100 and the next day it's 50 
getting over the aspect like I just lost $50 when in reality I didn't need the $100 in five years. It's probably going to be more than $100. I just have to, you know, hold out. Um, and, and getting into that mindset was a bit more difficult because, you know, you have that, you know, oh, I just lost money. And then the only way you ever lose money is if you sell it. So I think that is uh, that, that getting over that mentality was was a, a tough surprise or, or something that I didn't really expect uh, when I started to invest. OK, well, that's interesting. It's uh yeah so during um March of 2020 was the sort of height of the COVID pandemic impact on the US stock market and it's interesting because although it was a tumultuous fall it was also over the course of the following months an almost unprecedented recovery um what they describe as a V-shaped recovery so um if, if you're a new investor who started out at that time, you may be thinking that all market downturns work that way and nothing could be farther from the truth. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure that's that's necessarily the perfect crucible to be starting in, but it's it's certainly one one outcome that you can see. So, I'll yeah, I'll talk a little bit about myself, uh, as I always enjoy doing because, you know, I'm me. But uh I have a background in accounting and computer science. So I have a, a bachelor's degree in accounting and a master's in computer science. And I remember the first time I sort of became conscious of investing was in college when we were doing uh, this experiment or this exercise in finance class where at the start of the semester, you had to pick uh, some stocks to imaginarily invest in and you were tracking these over the course of the semester and so you were trying to see who could have the best performing portfolio so that kind of piqued my curiosity but it wasn't until probably i don't know years after college that i finally was in a position where i had a little bit of money that i'd saved up that i wanted to invest and i started to take more interest in um investing uh you know, I, I, and I'll say outside of my 401k, right? I was saving money like you should in a 401k if you have an option to do so. But beyond that, I just really wasn't investing much on my own. So it was the first exposure was way back in college. And then um, later on, it was uh, when I had a little bit of money outside of my 401k to invest. But I will say probably a little bit more experience than you just because there's a slight, just, just slight age gap between us probably. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe a year or two. Maybe a year or two. Maybe a few more than that. Who knows? <laughs> let, let's not let's not dwell on these unnecessary things. Um, so yeah, I uh, you know I I've been through uh, a long cycle of learning. I think once you get interested in a topic, whatever that topic is, you you know if if you're like me, you go out and you read and you do research and all that kind of thing. So. I've, I've read a lot of uh, books on investing, kind of absorbed pieces, different pieces of different people's philosophies on investing. Been at it long enough to kind of, in my opinion, watch some of these folks actually change their philosophies over time as they write about it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I think, um, I think investing in general is something I get excited about, it's something I really like to talk about, I really have a lot of interest in. 
but also personal finance. I think a lot of people do a not so great job with their money. And I'm hopeful that as we go through this exercise, we can provide some insights, some tips into how folks can make better money decisions, not just to be thrifty for the sake of being thrifty, but to put themselves in a position where they can genuinely change their lives in ways that they, they never expected to do. So I'm hopeful that we could talk about stuff like that, that we can kind of lead people down there and have some fun along the way, right? Because, you know, if you're, doing, Absolutely. if you're doing something you enjoy, it's always going to be fun, right? So I guess that's, that's kind of in a nutshell, a very boring and not the exciting intro to me and, and getting enthusiastic about um, investing. We talked about our background. I guess I jumped right. into, we talked about being first time we became interested in investing. And we kind of promised the listeners we would kind of do a little bit at the end of the episode um, that we call our bacon bits, which is our little bit of extra something, something at the end of the episode. And, and we were yeah. going we to talk about um, online sites that we use to do investing research. And I'm, I'm going to be full disclosure here. A, I'm going to cheat because I'm going to list three, not one, because how can you, it's like eating one cookie. Who's going to eat one cookie, right? You're going to eat more than one cookie. So right. I'm probably going to list at least three or four sites that I think are really good to look <laughs> at from my perspective. And then, um, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll also say that the, some of these sites have like free and paid you know, content. And so like everything on the internet today. So how about you? I mean, when you, when you think about like where you go online to do investing research, to research a stock or a, or a mutual fund or an exchange traded fund, what's your, what's your go-to site or sites that you like to go look at? Yeah. So a lot of times I'll, I'll use my, uh, brokerage app. Uh, and I, I have a app, uh, or a, account with TD Ameritrade. And so I'll do research um, within their app uh, and like their news section on whatever investment I'm looking at. Um, that that can always be a pretty good start. Um, the other is just, you know, Googling information on that investment. Uh, I don't have like a specific site. The all Mighty Google um, is is definitely my best friend whenever it comes to looking into uh, investments uh, or companies that I'm researching. Um, and I, I even will try to do you know message boards um, like for particular moments and times for particular stocks. So uh, even message boards like Reddit. Um, and subreddits on those, um, which uh, just because I like a lot of different opinions uh, instead of only relying on my own. Uh, other things I might have missed whenever I was thinking about something, I think it, it can be beneficial and useful. Uh, the more you talk about it to someone else, the more you realize you know or don't know or do know uh, about it. Uh, a situation a company's facing or uh, ETF fund and, and what's going on with it. So I think talking about it to as many people as you can can be really helpful in understanding invest potential investments or investments you're in. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think when it comes to things like Reddit, it's, it's grain of salt, right? I mean, you certainly it's great to get other people's perspective, but you, 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 you add it to your own thought process, right? You don't just take something that someone else put online as gospel because absolutely, absolutely. you never know quite the quality of what they're offering to you, right? So that's, yeah. I hadn't thought about Reddit, but that's actually an interesting suggestion. I was wondering if you were mentioning Wall Street Bets specifically as the subreddit. <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to moonshot my way into bankruptcy. So yeah, Wall Street Bets became famous when they, uh, in, in what was it last year or this year? I think it was last year when they tried to uh, create a short squeeze on uh, what was GameStop at the time, which created a huge price move on a company that, if 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 you're being honest with yourself, probably didn't deserve anything close to that price move in the stock market. So it's quite a quite an adventure for retail investors. So um, and it, it caused at least one uh, I think hedge fund to to collapse. So it was a really interesting event that happened. Right. Well, those are cool. That's, yeah. I you you said Google. I I uh, searching online is definitely the key. You definitely want to go and research companies individually. So I, I I've got a couple. I, the first one I got to throw out here is one that I'm I'm not kidding when you, when I tell you this is a website that I hit every single day. And this is old school stuff, right? But have you ever seen Yahoo Finance done? Yes, I, I have read. Uh, Google's taken me to Yahoo Finance before, so I've been there. So, uh, so yeah, the main page for Yahoo Finance is really good. I mean, I love that it's got at the top, you know, a, a quick snapshot of the trend line for S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the Russell 2000. And then it also has like crude oil, gold, silver, euro to dollar. It's got these, these great, it's this great instant snapshot of kind of what's going on today in the market. It's got a headline that usually is Yahoo Finance trying to, determine why the market's moving up or down even though the market just does what the market wants to do and they're just speculating on why it's doing that and you can also create an account for free and you can set up your watch list so i have my watch list set up on the right hand side so i can see in pretty near real time all the positions you know in, in ets mutual funds and individual stocks that are important to my portfolio in one snapshot so it's it's a really great website can't recommend it enough do a ton of research on there um, if you look up individual companies on there, there's a fair amount of information available for free you can get a paid subscription Yahoo Finance Plus and get access to more content but for me just the free stuff is really 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 good um, so yeah that's a good one and the next uh, site Don, do you do you? I assume like you invest in like mutual funds or ETFs in your at least like your employer provided um, account. Yeah, in my four hundred one k, it's all in uh, in portfolios, ETFs, and uh, mutual funds uh, as managed by uh, Fidelity uh, with my four hundred one k provider. So I guess um, for me one of the go-to sites for looking up the sort of individual ETFs or index funds is Morningstar. Are you familiar with Morningstar? No, I, I'm not. So Morningstar is a company that, among other things, provides these Morningstar ratings, like a one to five star rating on um, 
all kinds of things. Uh, but they do a lot on mutual funds and ETFs. And so um, the Morningstar ratings are really helpful for figuring out like the relative strength according to Morningstar's analysts of one investment choice versus another. It's it's obviously it's a more complicated picture, but like if you're looking at a, a say a mutual fund, you can see like its expense ratio, its performance over time. It's, you know, it's, so there's charts, there's there's uh, a quick snapshot of the biggest positions in the fund performance over the last 10 years. So it's a really it's a really great site for for me just checking that Morningstar rating and seeing if, if I'm interested in adding an ETF or a, or a mutual fund to what we're investing in to, to look at. Similar to that, uh, and now Morningstar does have a free account and a paid paid version, and I, I have experimented with the paid version, but I'm generally satisfied with the free version for the things I need. But it does give you some really cool extra things if you have the paid version. Um, another site that I think is really great is, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a site called Seeking Alpha. Yeah, I, I think we briefly looked at that together, uh, and that was the first time I'd seen that before. Yeah, so Seeking Alpha also has a free and paid version, and when you go and research an individual ETF or mutual fund or stock, it gives you sort of in-depth analysis. and their own quality scores on things like how good they are at paying dividend, how good they are at, you know, growing their earnings, all kinds of things like that. And they give you these valuation scores that are kind of cool. And Seeking Alpha is one that I, I tend to check out fairly regularly. Again, it has a paid and a free version. Um, its screeners are okay, but probably no better than what you could find in your, your broker. And then... The last one, the fourth one, is one that you probably have never heard of. It's 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 been new to me in the last two years. It's a company called Stock Rover, R O V E R, like you know, Rover, like a dog, Rover, come here, Rover. Right. So Stock Rover is this amazing website that um, has free and paid subscriptions, but primarily the paid ones are where it's at, and you can build stock screeners on. A ridiculous amount of fundamental data including being able to create calculations um, say looking back over time and so it's just a really really impressive website so if you're trying to go gen generate ideas of things you want to invest in or you want to look at a lot of things in a category um, stock rover is just an outstanding uh, stock screener probably the single best stock screener I've seen anywhere, uh, you know, free paid sites, brokerage sites, you name it. It's it's the bomb diggity. So um, those are my those are my go to sites. I, I don't currently have a subscription to Stock Rover, but I'm, I'm contemplating bringing it back. Um, I do use Yahoo Finance virtually every day. So okay. um, those are the ones that I get excited about anyways. Yeah. Well, that's that's it, man. That's all I got for today. This is this is a short intro episode for us, just to kind of get kicked off. Um, yeah, and I I think our our bacon bit was really successful. <laughs> yes, it was. Hopefully, we'll we'll be sprinkling more uh, going forward. So, I agree. I agree. Hopefully, we will. Um, 
so that's it, man. That's that's all we got for today. We'll we'll catch everybody, I guess, in a week. And in the meantime, it was it was great talking to you, Don. I look forward to doing it again, real soon. Yeah, it was great, JJ. All right, take cool. care. Yeah, bye. Right. This podcast is not financial advice. We are not financial advisors, and content is for entertainment and educational purposes only. You should do your own research or consult a professional investment advisor before making any investment decisions. And as always, thanks for listening to the Piggy Bank Chronicles.